It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, uh, just, a, just a heads up. Today's show is going to be a rebroadcast from something that Michael Pappas and I put together last summer. We did a, a 2010 documentary style series. Um, so yeah, that's going to play. I'm in just... Uh, I'm in too much pain to make a full show, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and schedule one for tomorrow, too. So I feel like I let y'all down. I apologize. Please forgive me. Hopefully, we will be back to normal on Monday. But uh, this is my favorite episode of the show ever. So hopefully, uh, you know, we've picked up a lot of new listeners since it's aired the first time. And uh, if you guys would like more series kind of like this, let us know. This is a story about a family. This is a story about students. This is a story about alumni. This is a story about all the guys that played here. But this is about a championship. Make no mistake about it. This is about a very selfless team. You get it in your mind. Two words. We're coming. We're coming. Auburn fans have witnessed many great seasons over the years. But the BCS National Championship run in 2010 stands in a league of its own. Tiger fans watched a group of men led by Gene Chizik, Cam Newton, and Nick Fairley lead a host of talented and team-first upperclassmen on the greatest run in Auburn football history. You get it in your mind, two words, we're coming. The best comparison I can come up with for this Auburn team tonight, it's appropriate here in the bluegrass. You remember the great horse secretariat when he passed away. Doctors discovered that his heart was two and a half times the size of a normal horse. Auburn played like secretariat right there on that final drive. Pinching myself because, you know, I feel like I'm in a dream right now. In the jungle where tigers live, survival of the fittest is one of the biggest rules of nature. (laughs) That is appropriate tonight. We start our season off in the offseason prior to the 2010 season. Auburn has just defeated Northwestern in a crazy Outback Bowl in Tampa, Florida. Auburn quarterback Chris Todd ended his career at Auburn with a solid performance, throwing for over 200 yards. A big decision over the next few months? That would be the quarterback situation at Auburn. Cam Newton came onto the Plains as the number one junior college player in the country. Auburn fans were excited, but they didn't know exactly what to expect. Mike Sveditz, He was a sports editor of the OA News at the time. He detailed what he remembered about that offseason for Auburn, and specifically Cameron Newton. You go back, and it's hard to to remember what it was like before. You know what I mean? Like, that that 2010 season was just... When I think about that season, the first thing that comes to my mind is his smile. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's hard to... His face and his persona and his presence was just all over that 2010 season. And now it's funny to go back because I remember after that, I was looking through archives and we wrote a story in spring practice. So this would have been spring of spring of 2010 before the season, you know, so, so they went to the Outback Bowl in 09. And I think while we were in Tampa, they actually, you know, is when camp signed or committed. And then, you know, so he goes to spring practice. And I, re- I remember there's a headline that we had in the Opal Lake Auburn News that said, hi, my name is Cameron, and everybody called him Cameron before the season. And I, I don't think it was until like the LSU game that Cam, or maybe it was before that that Cam became his name. But Gene Chizik called him Cameron. 
for the longest time. And everybody called him Cameron Newton. It was just a weird thing. And so when I think about like going into that camp and going into that season, it was just Cameron. This team was, it had a bunch of, I think 24 seniors on it, which, you know, so people knew, you know, they're coming out of the outback bowl. Everybody knew there was kind of, you know, this team could be special depending on what happened at quarterback. Um, you know, Gus is, Gus had been there, you know, as the offensive coordinator. So you kind of knew like Ted Roof, that was his first year. Uh, defense, you know, you had some players on that defense, but you, you really didn't know how they were going to gel. But you knew they were old, you knew they were a veteran squad, and it was all going to be, you know, depending on how they got out of the gate. And then this guy, Cam Cameron Newton, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, how would he work? And uh, I think if I remember, they didn't even name the starter. They didn't even name him the starter till the summer. So it, 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 it's so hard to go back and go, oh yeah, we weren't expecting anything, or we were expecting everything because. You really didn't know, and now that I look back, it's like, we should have known. You know, how do we not know? But, you know, everything starts as innocent enough, and, you know, all great things or all amazing things or all crazy things start innocent enough. And uh, I think that's what started, you know, when I look back, that's kind of what I think about. We just called him Cameron, and we, called, and we didn't know what that team was, was made of. Svetitz isn't the only one that remembers. Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, he found that on a plane. And one of the things that I remember first about that team, Zach, I was flying from a women's basketball tournament in San Diego to Auburn's bowl game in Tampa on New Year's Eve. And I was sitting next to it, just happened to be sitting next to two Auburn fans. And when we landed in Atlanta for the, the, uh, the connecting flight to Tampa, one of the fans reached down for her phone and, and, and picked up her phone, and, and the headline was, Auburn gets the signature of the commitment from junior college quarterback. And how important that turned out to be, of course, that was Cam Newton, and we all know how important he was to that 2010 season. This is remembering and telling the story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers, right here on Locked on Auburn. RockAuto.com, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure, you know, the you know the what the process is going to be. You're going to go and you're going to ask for a specific part. They're probably not going to have it, and they're just going to order it and then charge you more money for it. And you can just reach into your phone and go to rockauto.com and get it delivered straight to your door. So uh, rockauto.com, their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right locked on Auburn in their How You Heard About Us box. So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Here's Jason Caldwell with Inside the Auburn Tigers and Auburn Undercover. 
Caldwell had a better idea of what Cam was capable of than most people did at the time. I had a chance to see Cam in high school. I remember watching him at a scout combine that we had back then at Georgia Tech and uh, seeing him as a high school athlete. Um, and at that time, I was kind of in the, in the camp of a lot of folks. I went, you know, man, this guy to be a devastating tight end. I wasn't really sure how developed he was going to be throwing the football or how developed he was at that time. But you see the athleticism. You can see it through the roof. And, you know, I remember thinking back and seeing him as a senior, how he continued to develop and then his time at Florida. So I knew the athleticism angle. But then you see highlights of what he did at junior college, and you go, man, this guy has a chance to be the game changer. I mean, the number one junior college recruit in the country. When you look at, at that 2009 season, the pieces were in place. They had a very good roster. Now, it wasn't a roster loaded with NFL talent, but it was a roster of a lot of really good, really good football players. And so you, you just kind of had a feeling that, man, one piece in place could be the difference. We just didn't know that it was going to be the difference in winning nine, nine or ten or eleven games and winning them all and winning a national championship. I don't know that anybody knew just how good he was going to be and until probably two or three games into that season. Some folks did believe in how good Cam was going to be. Some believed earlier than others. Trevon Reed, a member of Auburn's 2010 recruiting class, was signed to play wide receiver for Auburn. He reflected on a conversation that he had with Cam Newton before getting on campus to be a part of the Auburn Tigers football team. Uh, the whole team, st- I started believing it when Cam looked me in my eyes during the recruiting trip and was like, man, if you come and you come, he was talking to me, my, it was me, Micah Dyer, Lake Seastrup, Marcus Lattimore. He said, if y'all come here, we're going to win the championship because I'm going to carry us. May I go see Darwin after? Man, Darwin. 6'2", skinny, you know, but he got that attitude about him. He like, man, I'm one of the best in the SEC. And he, he meant that, and he said that before the 2010 season. You know, he was like, man, I'm one of the best in the SEC, blase, blase. So I'm kicking it with Darwin now during my recruiting trip. So he was like, man, look, man, you come here, you play opposite of me, we're going to eat. Caldwell detailed what he recalls about Auburn's quarterback battle that offseason. You know, they, they kind of knew that he was just such a dynamic guy that, I mean, he he's winning the job. But what they didn't know was his running ability because, you know, they didn't make him live. Um, they didn't do like they did in, in, in you know, before 2013 with Nick Marshall because they had to really test him because he came in late. He didn't have all that time. They had to throw him out there and see what he could do. And so they, they had a good idea what Nick Marshall could do. They didn't really know how Kim was going to run and how it would translate until they got into games. And so um, I don't think there was the competition was really a big one um, because I think they knew that he was the guy, but they didn't really know and it didn't really have a chance to really widen that gap until they got on the field and they saw how well he could run the football. Trevon Reed shared a peek behind the curtain on the Locked on Auburn podcast. He being a member of the Auburn wide receiver room, the room didn't think that Cam was the guy that would be throwing passes right away. During that camp, Cam played okay, but Clint Mosley stood out. So they asked us. We had a vote, and it was like, who y'all want to be the starting quarterback? We were like, Clint Mosley. 
And all the receivers say, Clint Moses. And Chiz walked in there and was like, ha, ha, y'all votes was cute camera quarterback. In the story. Why do you think Gus asked you? Because Clint outplayed Cam. Easily. It was, it was night and day. On April 28, 2010, Auburn named Cam Newton the starting quarterback. On the other side of the football, Auburn was gaining a standout player, a defensive lineman named Nick Fairley. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's it's kind of like he if, if 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 all things being equal, and if if Nick Fairley was the number one superstar on that team, you know, you would probably his name would jump out faster than anybody else's. But and and it was kind of a quiet, you know, progression of how good he actually was. And then, yeah, and it, like you said, the South Carolina game, and then it just like he was just always making plays. And then, you know, and, and again, it's 10 years, so and I haven't gone back and didn't, did any of my research or study it, but, you know, you just know that there was plays that this guy made that at first they were like, you know, that's a special play. Then it just became routine. And then it was like, you know, it was the next Warren Sapp. Like, he was always in the backfield. He was always you know, causing havoc and made everybody else across that defensive line better. I mean, you know, if you look at play, some of the great players in any, in, in any team, in any program, one of the attributes that they have is they make everybody around them better. And I think Nick really made that entire defensive front better. And, you know, and you got to look at back at the, the linebackers that they had too that were pretty dang good in that season as well. And I think a lot of credit goes to the attention that Nick got to free some of those guys up to make plays that they made. As the season got closer, there was more and more excitement generating for Auburn's kickoff against Arkansas State. Here's Auburn Mayor Ron Anders. Well, there was just great hope in this unknown, and that unknown was Cam Newton. And really the season, if I remember correctly, Zach, was riding on whether Cam Newton was everything that we hoped he would be at the eight a game the previous spring the coaches did not allow him to really showcase his skills <clears throat> and so we saw a very limited version of what he was but you kept hearing these stories and these rumors that were coming out of practice coming out of workouts about how good he was and how big he was and how mobile he was and so you know there was there was certainly an air of excitement about who is this guy and can he help you know, provide a great season for the Tigers. This is remembering and telling the story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers, right here on Locked On Auburn. BetOnline.ag is the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over. Uh, basketball's over on the college level. The NBA's not. Baseball's in full swing, pun intended. So be sure to check all that out. Also, kind of fun to click through some of the college football futures. I'm sure we will do a show on that soon, but... BetOnline has you covered for everything. Head to their website, betonline.ag, and use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Enter Arkansas State, a 6 o'clock kickoff on September 4th of 2010. 
Auburn's first touchdown that season was a score by Auburn's old quarterback, Cody Burns, whose selfless and team-first attitude allowed him to move to wide receiver. Here's Rod Bramlett's call on the Auburn IMG Sports Network. Burns in the Wildcat, takes the snap around right in, leaps, he's in! Touchdown, Auburn! Cody Burns over the right side! Here's the TV call. First and goal. Into the end zone, Cody Burns, touchdown! And Auburn gets six back to tie the game. Then Cam Newton found his way into the box score for a passing touchdown. It would be the first of many for Auburn that season. Newton waits, throws down the sideline, wide open, touchdown, Auburn, Mario Fannin. Snap it back to Newton, he does so, play action, Newton's going to throw. Goes down the far sideline, wide open, Mario Fannin, touchdown, Auburn! Boy, what a throw, and the patience he had in the pocket. That's exactly what you want to see out of your young quarterback. Those are the type of plays that he needs to get his confidence going, his offense's confidence going in him. Mario Fannin's a guy who has played some wide receiver, running back for this team. He's kind of jack of all trades. And Newton threw a perfect pass to him down the sideline. Caldwell remembers seeing something special that evening at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Yeah, there, you know, there was a couple of those plays in that game where you go, oh, man, that's a, that's a little different. Oh, we haven't seen that one before. And you could see it start to to kind of go from there I when you look at it and and see um and think back to it I think about um you know a few of those plays and there was you know there was a couple of plays even in that game that you think about um okay um this guy's got a chance to be really special I mean and and, and do some different things and uh you know he had a, a couple of short touchdown runs and then he had a a 71-yarder, I think, in that game, 70 yards, 71 yards, something like that. And and then you look up and you go, all right, um, that'll work. You know, had 186 yards passed and 171 yards rushing and five total touchdowns. And you go, uh, yeah, okay, that's, those are Heisman numbers. A few of the Auburn hopeful were already saying the H word, Heisman. It crossed Caldwell's mind as well. I remember... I don't know. It may have been South Carolina a few weeks later. It, it may have been that early that I made a reservation in New York City. Um, it, it didn't take me that long to realize that I'm probably going to be up there at the end of this year at some point um, for the Heisman ceremony. So I made a reservation fairly early. It was probably it was probably late September, early October. Auburn's 52 to 26 blowout against Arkansas State felt different, but it was important to keep perspective. Was there excitement and hope? Did that perpetuate from, because it was the first game coming out of preseason? Absolutely. He certainly gave all of us who were hoping that he was going to be the real deal, hope that he was the real deal based on his performance that night. But at the same time, you knew this was Arkansas State. This is the first episode of our series remembering and telling the story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers. Thank you to IMG, ESPN, Jason Caldwell, Mike Speditz, Andy Burcham, Trevon Reed, and Ron Anders. And a special thank you to Michael Pappas for mixing this episode. Tune in for our next episode remembering the 2010 Auburn Tigers right here on Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. 
and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.